Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. And today I I feel a little bit over my head. Like today's guest knows so much more. Uh, like I always bring experts on and usually I'm, I'm able to play in the arena. Um, I feel like maybe I know something uh, but I know that there's a lot more that I don't know. Today's guest is Manuj Agarwal, and he is uh, his expertise is artificial intelligence. He's been doing this for over a decade and a half. He's got a couple of books out there. He's got four patents in the arena of artificial intelligence, and he his story is one where he worked for $2 a day, uh, ended up making some life shifts and um, has been in corporate boardrooms and met with presidents. And it's kind of exciting. So we're going to find out about his story. We're going to find out about uh, what is, like, what do we all need to know about artificial intelligence, AI? Uh, Manoush, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me here. And uh You'll be surprised how much you already know about AI as we go into this conversation. So that's great. It's, yeah. I mean, it's really good. I, you know, uh, among the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, that have signed up for Chat GPT, yes, I signed up for it. Uh, yes, I, I actually signed up for the for the upgraded level, um, and I haven't even like touched uh, the barest minimum of what yeah. AI can do. That said, you know, I say the the A word. I have a I have a little pod that's the the Amazon extension of 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 Alexa, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want it to to like spark. So yeah. I have that. Obviously, that's AI. Uh, obviously, series AI. Are obviously when you say hey, um, and then you say Google, then mm -hmm. it activates. I'm just trying not to activate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But all of that's AI, and we're, yeah, yeah. we're surrounded by it all the time. Um, and I guess the big question is, how do we, like, it's not going away. Um, nobody, like, why would people want it to go away? You know, it's, yeah, yeah. and it's not to be, a, to be feared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do we make the most use of it? So yeah. uh, I just, I, you know, I want to turn this over to you. You've got the expertise and... Um, what is it we need to know about AI? Where are we with it? Where is it going? Yeah. All that. All right, stuff. great. So let me let me first of all address some of the fears uh, that are in the market uh, or in the minds of people. Um, first one is uh, you know whether it's going to take away jobs, um, and my answer to that is it's not going to take away uh, AI is not going to take away your job, but somebody who knows and understands AI and uses AI will take away your job because all it is, is it's going to make you more productive, more creative, uh, more accurate, and 
just like with any other technology, if you start to get good at it and millions of other people are using it, then uh, you better um, better start using it if you want to stay competitive, right? Well, it's interesting. You know, back in the 80s, when the first computers started being available sort of to the mass market, it was like, oh, no, computers are going to take away our jobs. It's like now they're on every desktop. Exactly. You know, and and literally in every pocket. I mean, our phones have become supercomputers. So they haven't taken away anything. They've enanced what we have. Absolutely. absolutely. and, And we've had to learn how to harness their capabilities for us so yeah yeah. that is the same same paradigm we are going through only the benefits this time around will be like 100 times more or thousand times more Uh, another fear that people have is ai will take over uh, humanity and will decide (laughs) that we are no longer necessary it will become uh, self-aware so to that i say a few things you know there's only there are millions and millions of species on this planet and there's only one species which wages organize war against each other, and that's humans. There is no other species on this planet that does that. that. So in order for uh, an AI to become self-aware or ambitious or jealous, somebody will need to be like, um, to program some sort of an algorithm to, to, to put into AI and say, okay, now you are going to be jealous of another species and you're gonna have to have like a nefarious mindset to to figure out how to destroy uh, other human beings or other species. And that just sounds really ridiculous to me um, because in order for somebody to be, um, you know, create that kind of algorithm, you yourself have to be so self-aware. You yourself have to understand where all these sort of negative emotions originate and all that. And I don't think even one person of humanity itself is self-aware today. Let alone thinking about uh, you know AI becoming self-aware, right? So the That's first step- hilarious what yeah. you just said. Not even one percent of of humanity is self-aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's awesome. the truth, right? That's the yeah. truth. So my um, my advice to people is the you know um, before you fear anybody else, let's try to conquer ourselves first and understand what humanity is all about. And then uh, coming to, you know, how, what is the impact of this technology? So as we said, every technology that has been invented so far, it has to enhance the, you know, the human quality of life. Um, And you can go back as far as the printing press or even before, everything has um, given us more opportunity, uh, more freedom, more uh, time to do what we want to do. The difference this time around is that every other piece of technology has been to enhance our physical abilities. So meaning car can help us go faster, the crane can help us lift heavier weights. Now, artificial intelligence is the only technology that can help us think uh, better or it enhance, enhances our cognitive abilities, our mental abilities rather than uh, our physical ability. So that's the uh, the transformative power of this technology where now we can almost like learn anything hundred times faster and be better at it and um, create better results for our clients, our kids, our communities, our businesses, our life. And so that is that is the transformative power. I'll give you a couple, a couple of examples, right? Um, so these days, um, uh, so let's take care, uh, let's talk about healthcare, for example. In order to develop a drug for a disease, it used to take like 
10 years and billions of dollars. And the reason is because, you know, you have to test many, many uh, molecules. You have to create that molecule, test it on animals, then test it on human beings and, you know, go through series of tests. But now with AI, you can actually simulate what uh, impact this particular drug is going to have. And that speeds up the discovery process of a drug. It also, also um, creates an environment where now we can think about you know, having personalized medicine. So uh, a pharmaceutical company, whether you like them or not, uh, can actually start to say, okay, I'll take your DNA sample and I'll create a drug which is custom uh, you know, invented for your body or something, something that is really, really beneficial to you and have no side effects. So these kind of things will be possible with AI. And uh, before that, obviously, you know, with industrial age, we got a lot of uh, benefits, but we ha we don't have uh, like a, a world that is um, suited so well for a person, for a human being, for an individual. I think you've said a couple of things that I want to highlight here, Manoush. Um, one is um, that the the technology AI is, allows for really rapid, really rapid simulation, and in healthcare, for example, it's actually going to help us because as a unique body, it will it will be able to analyze exactly what's needed for us. Now there will be. There will be people that will be afraid of that, um, as there are currently. Uh, that said, I think that our unique body at this individual time, like it in this snapshot of time, like my body is different than it was 10 years ago. Exactly. What it needed 10 years ago is going to be different than what it needs today. The amount of vaccine that I that I get, for example it's going to be metabolized differently. Exactly. I love the idea of that. I know that it's coming. I know that uh, uh, two major organizations just recently uh, joined together to to create a more modern healthcare uh, provision. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I, I just want to underscore that. I see that as a, as a huge plus. There will be a lot of people that see it as something to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Um, I think data is data, you know, like yeah, yeah. our, our bodies are, it's like, I don't know that the government is going to be invading, um, and, and controlling who gets what, yeah, yeah. um, here's a question I have, like AI enhances, you've said enhances our cognitive abilities. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I, I'm a bit of a researcher. I love to read all of that. So if I'm asking for all the latest of anything, bang, here it is. And it's synthesized. So yeah. I can get a, a synthesized, um, like a, a summary of dozens of articles all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. My question is this, how do we identify critical thinking? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Critical yeah. thinking isn't necessarily something that the AI can do. It can mimic it. But it's also based on uh, the programmer's bias, is it not? Yeah. So great question. So I'll, I'll try to unpack it in multiple ways. Um, see, bias. Uh, so if we think about AI as being an extension of human consciousness, 
human consciousness itself is biased in many ways right so um we uh, we can say um we can claim that you know i have done so much work to remove all the biases but uh, as we have evolved as as animals as human beings um we have inherent biases we cannot get rid of uh you know 200000 years of evolution cannot be removed in an instant no matter how you know uh, how woke we get so ai is nothing else but going it is going to reflect the true world uh, of biases around us so once again it goes back to my original um, argument that if you want ai to have no bias at all we first need to work on ourselves and try to reduce those biases in the real world so it is going to reflect the same thing uh, second thing about critical thinking is um, uh, of course critical thinking uh, depends upon our curiosity our expansion of our mind and our ability to ask the right questions and the and the way that our world has been set up is we become very very good at critical thinking in a particular field uh since industrialization created a society where everything sort of needed specialization so you know a doctor's a doctor is going to know so much about the human body but may not know anything about how the car works an engineer will know so much about the car but have no idea how the body works um but now uh these people have become critical thinkers in their field now imagine a very super intelligent human being or entity which is ai which can now say okay you know um let's look at the lessons you learn uh, from repairing a car and what can be applied to human body and vice versa before the advent of ai i don't think you can put together a mechanic car car expert uh, who fixes cars and a doctor and have them exchange meaningful ideas there's going to be no uh a meaningful exchange whatsoever but with ai you can actually start to see those patterns and now your mind expands in multiple areas and that gives um rise to a brand new level of critical thinking right i love every bit of this and um i know that it does scare a lot of people just because it's so unknown for me um you know i can i can see the predictive qualities where if you look at animal conservancy for example right there are animals that are on the verge of extinction and if we do this xyz in the environment what's the impact globally around the world mm-hmm. for this animal exactly right and and i i just see that there are are so many ways of actually saving our planet versus mm-hmm. you know the path that we're on which is like well we need we yeah. this resource and oops it actually you know affected this it's like mm-hmm. we need this resource where else might might we get it exactly exactly i could predict where to get it and also yeah. what the effects are i love it yeah yeah absolutely so um yeah so what do we you know somebody who's just getting through their day you know what do we, what do we do with it how do we access it for ourselves what's it look yeah. like in daily life see um what i what you have done is exactly what people need to do sign up for a, a chat gpt account and if you want to use it you know pay for it but otherwise it's free what i tell people is start uh, treating ai chat gpt in particular as your 
most intelligent friend. So if you are a business owner, think of it as a employee you just hired who has passed the legal bar exam, who has passed the medical exam, who has passed, uh, you know, an MBA, uh, who has uh, knowledge about history, uh, anthropology, all of these things. If you were able to find an employee like that and who is available to you 24-7 will answer any question, what will what kind of you know uh, progress you will be able to make in your life? And treat that uh, chat GPT as your friend and say, hey, you know, I have this question. I'm, I was wondering about this. You know, what do you think? What are the blind spots I'm uh, I'm I'm not seeing right now? And then you will start to see how AI responds. And that is the cognitive expansion of your mind that will happen. Because once you start to see these various areas, your mind will start to see, you know, light bulbs will start to go off in your mind. It's like, oh, I, I didn't even think about this. How can I ask more questions? So, as we all know, asking better questions is a skill that we really, if we start to develop that, um, that gives rise to so much, including critical thinking. So, so use this opportunity to use AI to get better at asking questions. And then the second thing is uh, use it to tell better stories. Because uh, once again, uh, looking at human evolution, um, language was just sort of invented or discovered about 7,000 years ago, written language or, or um, you know, the, the symbols or the alphabet that we use. Before that, everything used to be passed on from generation to generation using stories. So again, it is hardwired in our, uh, in our uh, mind how it evolved to uh, learn, uh, the, learn about the environment around us by using stories. So again, we are not really good storytellers. We are not taught any of these communication skills. So if you just use AI for these two skills, asking better questions, telling better stories, within a, within a couple of weeks, you'll start to feel such a shift mentally and physically in your life. Um, and, 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 uh, and I give this tip to a lot of people, try this, uh, if you will, uh, write out a story about your life, about your journey. If you have kids, let's say you want to connect better with them. If you want to connect with your um, coworkers, whatever it is, uh, uh, ask, ask ChatGPT to write a detailed story of about your personal experience, about a thousand words or so. Because if I ask you to give me a story, generally we stop at two or three sentences. Oh, you know, I had a I went on a vacation with my kids. I had fun time. It doesn't really engage the audience. But if you feed in even two, three sentences uh, like that into ChatGPT and say, give me a detailed description of what happened at the trip. And now you share that story with somebody, you will see how magnetic of a personality you become. Like they will want to know more and more and more. And, and that's the, you, you will feel the power right there in that moment. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. It is a skill. It is, asking questions is a skill. And telling stories is a skill because there's, you know, most stories have uh, the beginning. There's a struggle that's overcome. There's uh, there's new information that's that's gleaned, and then there's some amazing outcome. And um, Chat GPT can do that. Here's yeah. a question, though. You know, when I first signed up, uh, there were these big disclaimers that said, you know, not all the information is going to be accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I read this example that that was talking about how uh, the benefits of smoking, and it's like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not always factually correct, although it's getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. How do we know? 
yeah How do we okay know that it's right or not right or whatever yeah yeah so so f- uh, i'll answer it in multiple parts one is that uh, once again don't think of ai as being separate for, from a human consciousness like i mean if you talk to 100 people i'm sure 10 will say oh yeah there are some benefits of smoking here are they uh, you know like so um so this truly has no bias in that sense that you know it is collecting data from all over all over the internet and then saying okay you know if you want to know about the benefits of uh, smoking here they are uh, second thing is uh, so so the the idea of what i'm uh, of what i'm trying to convey is that in real life we also make up stuff you know all the time you know where, wherever there is missing information we just fill in the blanks and we say oh you know nobody's going to notice right it, so in AI, the absence of information we make stuff up it is exactly true. exactly and so that's exactly what is ai is doing now uh, now as ai gets smarter we have some you know people pointing it out that okay you know this is not correct or regulations come into place these things will be ironed out remember this is just the beginning it's a, it's a it's in its infancy i mean chat gpt um released by open ai in november 2022 it's been less than 6 months it already has 1 billion users right that's about 12% of human population on this planet is already using this so we have still long way to go if you consider um you know uh, if you consider uh, uh, industries like um education it has been around for centuries industries like transportation you know it has been around for at least 200 centuries um uh, construction modern construction it has been around for at least a century so you can imagine in 10 15 20 years will have much more robust uh, implementations but it, that is not to say we need to wait that long to start uh, using it start uh, you know getting taking advantage of it i love that yeah i mean start it now how do we know you know i've seen these uh, these videos on facebook somewhere and you know on on youtube and it's like oh you you know you ask it this and then you take that answer and you plug it into you know this next thing and then you take that and you plug it in there um what's connected to what how do you actually export from chat gpt cuz when you ask a question you get this big long sheet but there's no obvious button to to say okay turn this into a word document that i'm then going to use well right now it is simply copy and paste but um but chat gpt is coming up with some plugins so once again remember this is like um you know those of you those of uh, you in the audience and uh, who are uh, old enough to remember when the internet was just coming up like uh, you know the earliest websites were just plain html like there was not much going on other than people just sharing their ideas so you can consider uh, we are at that level right like uh, you know uh, plain plain <laughs> we're html we're at dial up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we are at dial up right now and then uh, slowly awesome. pe- people started to figure out oh you know maybe i can use it for banking maybe i can use it for e-commerce maybe you know and then one day jeff bezos said oh maybe i should sell books using this technology and became the richest person on the planet so that's where we are at like my my advice to people is you know use it as a platform and then start to think about what real problems you can start solving and then start working on that and then uh, you know th- there's there's going to be many jeff bezoses many mark zuckerbergs that will come out of this sort of wave of technology uh you know I, so i'm taking notes as you're writing i 
personally love the question, what real problems can we solve using artificial intelligence? What real problems can we solve? One of the things that I'm sort of uh, allergic to or shying away from is the idea of thinking that AI is, it gets smarter. Um, Because I think that's a personal attribute. I think it's a, a human attribute that we ascribe to it. I don't know that it's smarter or dumber. It's gaining more information that we then are responsible for weeding through. Uh, and we, I mean, we are going to be the ultimate in, in critical thinking. So we need to know what we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love the idea of what real problems, what real world problems, what real personal problems might this solve. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Where do you see, let's let's go to the fear place. Where do you see this getting people into trouble or getting itself into trouble or getting humanity into trouble? Like where where could things go badly? So um, as you said, like, you know, wh- one thing we have to really understand that AI is historical data, right? Um, what we are looking at is history. And as we know, humanity has reached this status, but by learning from history, but also dreaming about the future that doesn't mm-hmm. exist today, right? So, um, so think about chat GPT and AI as your history, which can give you more ideas about what is the future you want to create and then use, again, you can use AI to speed up that future. But you should never let go of the fact that you are in the driving seat. You are mm-hmm. building your future. You, you, yeah. cannot, you cannot just say like, you know, AI... Uh, uh, let's say a doctor uses AI to help them diagnose something. AI says, okay, yeah, go ahead, cut off the leg. And then doctor says, yeah, okay, AI told me cut off the leg. The leg is gone. You know, they, they got to they gotta use their own uh, experience. Uh, you know, even if AI becomes super smart, the human element still remains, you know, uh, the, yes. the, the empathetic element still remains. Uh, so the doctor who's responsible for the patient still has to figure out in talking to the patient that, okay, you know, what is the best course of action here? So these are some of the things that I will say, like in terms of fear, I really don't uh, fear um, technology itself. I don't fear that AI is going to say, okay, you know, uh, kill all humans. What what are the concerns are, you know, there's going to be some social unrest, for example, if we don't, uh, deal with this quickly enough, let's say, you know, half the population stays away from AI and few people start using it to, you know, gain massive advantage, that's, that's going to create more divide in society. Uh, if people don't embrace it, there's going to be like, you know, job displacement, that that may become an issue. And the worst case scenario is some lunatic 
you know, uses AI for nefarious purposes. But to all of these arguments, I say it's exactly the same thing with any other technology. You know, I can I can take a car and I can run over somebody uh, on purpose, or I can take the car and and go to the grocery store. The idea is to rely on the overall um, goodness of humanity to say, okay, if 5% of bad apples get hold of this technology, the rest of the 95% will have enough counterweight to that, that we will be able to survive that, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think with every problem, there are new solutions and this might actually solve some of the problems that we as humans have created, um, including uh, how to manage the incarcerated. Yeah. You know, like there's even that, you know, you talk about the, the, the bad apples. It's like, well, what have we done with them? We've yeah. separated them. Well, what if, what if there's another kind of solution out there? Yeah, exactly. Um, amazing. Amazing. Um, I don't know what to ask you next. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, um, the the topic of ai is so interesting i'll 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 say one thing like this is um we are living in in such a transformative uh, age i believe um i believe this period just like you know we have bc before christ and ad after christ i think this will be another uh, another sort of um, period like that before chat gpt and after chat gpt because <laughs> B-A-I, before yeah. AI. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. So so that's the that's the power of AI. Like I, I really want people to not give in to fear or misinformation and just like take baby steps and ad- adopt it. Um, because that's how powerful this technology is. Yeah, I'm gonna reframe that versus you know, before Christian era, you know, before yeah. BCE versus uh, you know, yeah, uh and, and call it all right. So we have the like you know, the Bronze Age, the Industrial Revolution, right? That the, we have different yeah, yeah. times where, um, and then the Information Age, and now we have the Artificial Intelligence Age. Yeah, yeah. I think that we are growing into it that way, that it's, yeah. that yes, this is, this is an age of different technology. We're not relying on machines to do our work. As you said, we're relying on, on uh, computers and data mining uh to actually point us in a in a particular direction we yeah. still get to not have to we still get to follow that direction or choose a different direction yeah, absolutely absolutely let me let me bring you back to a, i do have another question that sort of sparked i know that that you have a spiritual element to you in the background you've got you know your salt block the buddha head it's like that's awesome so so here's here's a question is because i also know you're into meditation how do these overlap okay so that's a great question see um in fact like um um i became so passionate about ai because i had a some problems in my life with my mental health. So I was depressed at one point. I was even suicidal. And I got out of that that situation by, you know, uh, working on my own mind, understanding my own mind, meditation. 
and and um, it had such an impact on my life that I wanted to share that with other people. And obviously, as you talk to other people about uh, things like meditation, the first answer you get, I don't have time for that. And so, um, so I started thinking, okay, you know, uh, I mean, first of all, I said, if you don't have time, maybe that is the reason you should meditate because you'll get more time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. So, but anyway, like it's hard to convince people. What, But what I noticed was that AI, uh, as I said, AI is sort of a reflection of our mind. It's a continuum. So if, if you can see around the world today, all the information is already controlled by AI. And it has come to a point where uh, elections are won and lost based on who can understand AI and and use it to their advantage better. You know, so um, so our minds are already being sort of you know manipulated or controlled by AI. So uh, if I use that same technology not to manipulate, not to sensationalize, I can actually use it to be, uh, to create a, a meditative effect in people's mind and have them experience what meditation may feel like. Not not to the same extent, but how does it feel like? So, um, so the exercise which I gave you about the storytelling, you know, you can actually say, okay, uh, rather than talking about a story in my past, paint a story, write a story about my future. What what does the future look like for me? So maybe you have some goals about your life. You want to retire. You want to travel. You want to, you know, found a, a find a spouse. What whatever your goals are, you can say, okay, you know. Um, uh, you can write that story uh, in the future as it as if it has already happened, and you can describe your life. You know, um, I'm going on a vacation with my kids. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm boarding the plane. It's great. I'm in first class. You know, I've got I've just got served champagne. Blah blah blah. Whatever, and you will and 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 read that story to yourself for seven days, ten days, and and now and and write back to me how you felt that that sensation you feel after you know imagining your life like that that's basically the beginning journey of your meditation and once you start to get hooked to that that's like a that's like a you know the the best drug uh, that you can get addicted to uh, in in a you know for the lack of a better word because that is your true essence that is your true happiness um and and that's how you can use ai for uh, for meditation and spirituality that's amazing that's amazing. You know, I'm, I uh, do all kinds of reading and uh, Neville Goddard's book, uh, The Power of Awareness, yeah. is, you know, sitting here on my desk, the idea of, of integrating awareness and feeling, and that's how you actually generate accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, project yourself forward. And what you're saying is, hey, you know what, get some help, get a script from chat GPT and, you know, put in the things that you want in your life and get that script and, and then feel what it feels like to, as if you already have it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I, uh, I do that when I, when I run some of my retreats for leaders, uh, we walk through like, what's it feel like you already have this thing that you said you wanted. What does that feel like for you? Yeah. And it's, it's great. Yeah. And that takes, that's not something uh, AI can do for you. That's something that you know AI gives you gives you a script. It's yeah, up yeah. to you to read it, to feel it. Like the human feeling is still the human feeling. Exactly, exactly. So, but but now you can see like just using a technology, it can generate that emotion. It can manufacture that emotion, right? That's great. 
Yeah. That's great. Um, so now we step into the territory of, okay, it's going to learn, quote unquote, learn how to mimic human emotion. We will have robots that have facial, quote unquote, muscles, right? There will be a, a, a and so we will see a human response in the robots that we engage with. And so the question is, is that good for us? Is it bad for us? Is it okay? You know, and I have some thoughts based on on studies that came out of the 1960s, actually. Um, I'm just curious about where you see this going and and what your thoughts are. And then then I'll talk about the studies that I'm referring to. See, um, the way I look at it is that the world around us, uh, uh, the funny thing is that what I feel like, you know, humans have this such a um, such a, a narrow view of the universe. Like we are the center of attention of everything else, mm. uh, as if we are the masters of the universe, right? Mm. So we look at it everything separate from us and say, oh, okay, you know, what happens if the robot if, if I come across a robot? Well, robot has been created by humans, which as it which is part of the universe, which which is part of evolution, right? So we didn't actually, I mean, if you think about that technology, it's it's like an offshoot of humanity. All we have done is created another toy and amused ourselves and say, hey, you know, this toy can talk and, and, and you know, create expressions like me. And that makes my life easier and I can talk to it and whatnot. But it is no different than saying that, you know, I got a hammer, which I can use to, you know, hammer a nail. It, it, when I'm holding the hammer, it is part of me. It, 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 it is an extension of me. Um, you know, we have prosthetic uh, uh, legs and arms and all that. People used to feel feel weird about that initially, but now it's a it's a it's a it's second nature. Like it has made so much advancement. Now people, you know, want to get that. So, so thinking that technology is separate from us is is sort of like the 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 beginning sort of uh, you know uh, misnomer if you will or or the mistake that we tend to make <laughs> it is a it is a philosophy that i actually appreciate very much you know the that uh understanding that we're not separate mm-hmm. that we're connected already um and it's not that we're oh we're plugged into ai it's that ai is part of the universe, the cosmos that we created, therefore, it is part of us the same way that the desk that we're sitting at, you know, you're sitting at a different desk than I am. And yet, there's a connectedness to that desk. So um, and it's, yes, the desk is separate from the me human. um, Energetically, it's a necessity and it's there and therefore, a part of me. that's kind of too deep to go into on a, a <laughs> one hour podcast or less, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I, I love that. I love the philosophy. Um, and that and and that it, it is a toy, uh, you know, that if we create a robot, it is there actually in service to us. Yeah. You know, we have we have vacuums that are little round things that go and, and, you know, sweep our houses for us. That's already, that's AI. They're studying our houses. Um, we've, we've created um, games that create little characters that are projected. That's AI. It's already there. So, um, so I, I just, I'm appreciative of that. 
The study that I was referring to is interesting. um, And I can't remember whose study. It came out of the 1960s. They basically separated baby monkeys from their moms. And um, it was all about attachment. The idea of need to attach to something. Yeah, I know that study, yeah. Right. So monkeys will attach. They basically put they put fur on a bleach bottle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they gave the monkeys this bleach bottle and the monkeys clung to it. (laughs) Right. And then they were like, well, is it really about clinging to the to the fur? And they took the fur off and they gave it a just a plastic bottle (laughs) and the monkeys clung to it. And so the really, you know, I, I was thinking about that as as you were talking Because it's like, we need, we as humans, we as primates, right? We as primates and as humans need that feeling of connection. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of dopamine hit that we get by an oxytocin hit, right? By, by a hug. Um, Can we get that by hugging a robot? Well, it's it's uh, remains to be seen. Uh, the, the the other thing uh, we have to realize is that you know we we carry a lot of mental conceptions about what the world may look like, and as we evolve, those mental conceptions start to dissolve, and things become new normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, what do I mean by that? Like you know, let's say um, in when we were living in caves, um, you know, probably most people did not bother about covering you know covering their body in in summertime and there is no shame in in the nakedness right but now that social sort of construct is is embedded in our mind that you know we we um we need to be civil uh, and and cover our bodies and things like that uh, and so you can see the mental shift that has happened and uh, how we perceive the world around us the same thing i i mean i don't believe if i hug a and knowingly, if I hug a robot, I'll I'll feel exact same thing, but I may feel maybe 80% of the emotion. But I believe that after it has become so normalized in 50, 100, 200, 300 years, I believe there's going to be some sort of a fusion between man and machine um, in, in the sense that, you know, we will we will be able to feel that emotion inherently, or maybe the machines will get so much better that we won't be able to even to tell the difference for better or worse yeah yeah Yeah. amazing i just noticed um you know what you're wearing on your index finger Mm -hmm. is that a it's an aura ring right yeah yeah that's right yeah so data set like i have one i'm wearing mine so you know data is being collected all the time we use it to monitor sleep we monitor heart rate we monitor uh oxygen levels so it's back to that it's it's sort of like um that's that's intelligence that's being gathered and it's being stored as a data set about humanity. How do we sleep? What's our, (laughs) what makes us better? Um, So I just, I, you know, it gets back to then. Yeah. It, it, this could actually enhance our lives. How amazing. (laughs) Data is the new oil. Data is new gold. So anybody who's listening if you have tons of data or if you don't have data, start collecting data, you know, about your body, about your family, about your community, about your, you know, about uh, like data is going to be 
the the raw material for the future. So there are companies out there. I mean, you know, data is the new oil. So you know, in terms of investing, it's like, who are the companies that are collecting the data? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, those are going to be the winners. I, I'm not offering financial advice, mm-hmm. um, nor am I an expert. That said, it's you can predict that that with data being as vital to the human race's future. Yeah. yeah. It is going to be a commodity. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. What didn't I ask you, Manush? I think this is this is great. It's uh, you know, I started by going, I'm over my head. I don't know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. and it's like, well, maybe I have an inkling. Um, and I know that obviously there's so much more to come. Um, what what else you know should we be talking about? What what didn't I ask? And um and I know that you want people to connect with you on LinkedIn, so let's talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. I, as I said, like you know, there's there's not much more I can say than than remove. Like the my my first order of business as an expert in this field is to remove the fear and remove the misinformation. So if if uh, I was able to do that during this um, conversation, then I think I have accomplished my goal. But if not, and you still have any fear or doubt, or you know, you you say, "Oh, Elon Musk is saying stop AI," or anything like that, then I can tell you behind the scenes what is happening because Elon Musk is actually developing more powerful AI uh, than than. How can he? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that he was saying that. How it's it would surprise me if he said that because. Mm-hmm. How can you stop AI when it's AI that runs the the driverless cars? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> what? Like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the one that puts Starlink in the yeah. you know it's like the series of satellites. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so there are lots of shades of gray. Um, my uh, my just request to you people is like you know um, this is this is once in a lifetime or once in multi generational opportunity. These kind of opportunities never come. Um, and you should, we should all be so, you know, feel so lucky that we are living through this age and we are seeing how the world is going to be transformed. So participate in that. That's amazing. It is. It's sort of like, you know, when televisions, you know, came and when it's like people stopped listening to the radio the same way because they could see live pictures and then it turned from black and white to color and, And then, you know, computers were this slow and and the internet was this dial-up. And, you know, I was, uh, this dates me a little bit, I did research where I had punch cards for computers before there was actually ever a screen where you could see another person. You were looking at what numbers were showing up, you know? And now it's like, we're doing interviews from, you know, thousands of miles away. It's, it's, It's awesome. And... And so I think you have accomplished what you set out to do, which is to um, to alleviate some fears, to spark more ideas, to encourage people to step into, um, you know, it's like if you don't know something, that's uh, that actually defines bias. If you don't know something, you don't just stand there and judge it. You step in and learn about it. And so, you know, the the invitation to learn more about AI, either by joining chat GPT or by, you know, reaching out to you directly. So, so that's great. I'm going to spell your name so that people can find you on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. So go to linkedin.com and look for 
uh, Manoush, uh, and it's and then it's Agarwal, which is M A N U J A G G A R W A L. Manoush Agarwal. Um, and then do you have a website as well, or is that just yeah? So, um, it, it, one uh, easier way to connect with me is manuj.ca. So, my first name m a n u j.ca for Canada. So, manuj.ca, or my personal website is manujagarwal.com. So, it's my first name, last name.com as well. So, and then what is uh, Tetra Noodle? Is that something so that's my about? consulting company? Yeah, so that's my company that I started in 2000, 2001. So it's a uh, we provide technology uh, consulting for people who want to, to um, incorporate technology into their business, maybe you know, incorporate AI into their business, learn about how AI can help them build mobile apps. So we have done a lot of technology product uh, projects for like startups and Fortune 500 companies. So anything to do with technology, we can help with that. Plus, you know, we bring the human element uh, of technology into it as well. That's awesome. So I can send people to tetranoodle.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, that's for some reason that just seems easier than than using your last name, Agarbal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's all there. It'll be in the show notes. I've been typing as well while you're talking. So uh, it's it's there. Um, really great. Wonderful to have you. I uh, This has been kind of fast, actually. I was thinking, oh, you know, how much will there be to talk about? Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot. And I nice. appreciate it. Appreciate of you course. being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. All righty. Manoj Agarwal was my guest. This is... One sharp sword cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. We will see you here next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your powerful presence mentor.